All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and we'll read verses 9 through 15. 1 Corinthians 3, verses 9 through 15 say this in the Word of God. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbander. Ye are God's building. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work, verse 13, every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. Verse 15, if any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Let us pray again, please. Heavenly Father, Lord, again we come before you, Lord, and we claim the blood and the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we're glad that through that we have instant access, dear God, into the, for the throne of God and to the very holy of holies. And Lord, right now, God, we want to take advantage of that access, dear God, and we want to pray for these that are here today. We want to pray for those that are listening today. God, that through thy spirit and through thy word, you would work in our hearts and lives. Lord, you know if somebody's listening or somebody's here that needs to be saved. Lord, we pray that today that heart would be convicted, that heart would be opened, that heart would be touched. And today, dear God, they would turn from darkness to the marvelous light of the glorious gospel of the blessed God and be saved. Lord, you know what's going on in the hearts and homes of those, uh, dear God, that are listening today. Lord, maybe somebody's gotten sidetracked and they need to be realigned. God, get a hold of that heart. And Lord, I pray that just help us again uh, uh, as your people, dear God, that our desire would be towards you, that we would thirst and hunger after righteousness. Lord, I pray for somebody with physical needs today. Lord, we think of uh, Sister Sarah. We think of Brother uh, uh, Thomas. Lord, we think of uh, 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 the Veracruz uh, uh, babies and many others, dear God, that have need. Lord, please help them today. God, we need you spiritually, physically. Lord, people that have financial needs. Lord, every area we are dependent upon you. And Lord, that's okay because we trust you. Now, again, have your will and way. Glorify yourself and build your local church in Jesus' name. Amen. Notice again with me, verse 13 says this. Every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what? Notice this next word, sort it is. Of what sort it is. Now, uh, I just want to focus on that word sort for a little bit. Amen. Now, we need to realize there's a, there is a wrong sort. Amen. Uh, an example of that we find in 2 Timothy 3, 6. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women, laden with sins, led away with divers' lusts. So there's the wrong sort of people. Amen. We need to be weary of the wrong sort of people. There's a right kind of sort. Uh, 3 John 1, 6 says this, which have borne witness of thy charity before the church, whom if thou bring forward on their journey after a godly sort, thou shalt do well. Now notice it says, talking about the work, talking about the work, it says sort. It says that they won't be judged for what size the work is. You know, a lot of times that's what we get caught up in today uh, in churches. 
You know, uh, you know how we, 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 see a, we see a guy that pastors a big church or whatever. Now, again, hey, listen, who doesn't want every church to be filled every time the doors are open? That's not the issue. But somehow we give, we, we, you know, because it's a, a certain size or whatever, we, we elevate it in our mind. We elevate the pastor in our mind or they have a, they, 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 uh, they're over a, a college or whatever. Uh, dear, we look at the, the size, maybe, uh, dear, you know, or we, you know, uh, 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 or the status or the social acceptance. That's not what we're going to be judged on. That's a good thing to uh, remember as a, as a missionary. Hey, pastors need to remember that when they look at missionaries. I was thinking about that because I've heard pastors say they'll look at some guy that's in Africa or somewhere and, he, and they look at the size of his church. Man, he's getting it done. Then they look over here. Man, this guy's, this guy's only been here three years. Man, he's run a thousand people. This guy's been over here 10 years. Man, they've got three or four. See, he's looking at the size when what is important is the sort. Amen. Whether we're here or there, we need to focus on the type, the sort of our work. Amen. The, the, and so, you know, some, I've seen missionaries come off the field and they say, well, didn't seem like I, I did much. You know why? Because they were looking at the size. They were looking at the social thing. Listen, did you try to do the right sort of work? That's what's important. That's what God's going to judge you for, that you were doing the right sort of work. So now again, uh, Paul is rebuking the church at Corinth, and one of the things he's rebuking them for is not being the right sort of church. That's what he's rebuking them for. Now, as we think about this word sort, the question must be asked this morning. What sort of person do you want to be? Ask yourself this morning. What sort of person do I want to be? What sort of Christian do I want to be? What sort of friend do I want to be? One of the most important things you can be is a friend. I say, I, again, if somebody asked me if I could be remembered for one thing, what would I want to be remembered for? Oh, it's fun to be known as Gypsy Jeff, uh, the missionary or pastor and all those things. But if I can only be remembered one thing, I want to be remembered for being a faithful friend to somebody. What sort of friend do you want to be? What sort of spouse do you want to be? Children. Ah, your parents, huh? Your parents, what sort of parent do you want to be? Now, I had to throw this in. What sort of grandparent do you want to be? Huh? Well, we had all the grandkids spend the night the other night. Boy, that was, that was fun. Amen. The church, amen. <laughs> we had to repair a few things yesterday, but amen, we survived. What sort of grandparent do you want to be? What sort of home do you want to have? What sort of church do we want to be? That's the question. What sort of church do we want to be? What sort of country do we want to be? That's a big question today. What sort of influence do you want to be in other people's lives? That word sort, the sort, what sort you are is especially important. So I ask you, amen, what sort are you? What sort are we? That's a good question to ask today. Now, you know, I had to throw in some corny saying I always do. And I didn't say my one last week when I was preaching on uh, King Agrippa. I left this out, you know, I got thinking and I said, you know, the gospel got Agrippa on Agrippa, but Agrippa didn't get Agrippa on the gospel. That was the problem. You know, I just had to say something corny, right? Well, here's, my, here's mine for the day. We must sort between the different types of sort and we won't, don't want to be a sort of type, but clearly the sort God would have us to be when we think about that. Now, we know as we look at these, this scripture that we will all stand before God individually, right? We will individually give an account before God. 
But I believe if you look at the context of the chapter and, and much of this book, the context of the chapter is about the church. So we need to realize, now a lot of people think, well, the pastor's going to answer for the church. Sure. Well, answer, I, I realize that. A pastor will answer for the church. But believers need to also understand, believers, were, believers will answer to God about their labor in the church and how they allow God to use them to build the local church as well as their individual walk. You know you're going to answer to God for your individual walk, but you're also going to answer, we're going to answer, amen, as a church member. What kind of uh, church member, what sort of church member was I, amen, as I served through that local church? Again, verse 13, every man's work shall be made manifest, manifest in the day, that day, of what sort it is or what sort it is not. Again, sort just means what kind or, or what degree of quality. You might be thinking of it that way. What degree of quality? You see, again, because the sort is more, more important than the size. It's more important than the spectacular or the splendor. Amen? Now, I, I like excitement. I think we ought to be excited about God, but, you know, I'm, I'm not a big hoopla guy about running a bunch of programs and doing this. Amen? I, I just want to love God and uh, uh, love the church. Amen? And reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ because our sword, amen, shows what kind of character we have as believers. So, again, it matters what sort of stuff we do as a church and as a believer. You know, uh, what, what, what sort we produce, amen? Uh, what, what, what sort of believers are we producing as a church? I think it matters what sort of song we sing. I do still think in 2021, it still matters what sort of song you sing. It still matters what sort of doctrine you believe in the house of God. It still matters what sort of doctrine you believe. It still matters what sort of book uh, that you believe. As I, as I look at our young people and I think of our children, we want our children to be the right sort. We want our children to be the right sort. Gold, silver, precious jewels, amen? We want them to be the sort that glorify God and are productive and patriotic, not idiotic. We got enough of those in the country. Amen. We don't need any more idiotic in the country. We need more patriotic uh, in the country. Amen. And members of society. Second Chronicles 3, 1 and 6 say this. This is where Solomon built the temple. It says this. Then Solomon began to build the house of the Lord at Jerusalem and Mount Moriah, where the Lord appeared unto David, his father, in the place that David had prepared in the threshing floor of Ornon the Jebusite. Now, verse 6 says this, 2 Chronicles 3, and he garnished the house, amen, he just, he just sort of, you know, put this around the house, he garnished the house with precious stones for beauty, and the gold was the gold of Parvium. You see, as I think about our young people, we want our children to be precious stones, amen, we want them to be gold and silver for beauty in the house of God. Young people, Think about this as you prepare for the next age and stage of life. What sort of person you are, remember this, what sort of person you are is important, more important than how popular you are or how successful you are or how talented you are. What sort of person you are, and most of all, what sort of Christian and example you are before your peers. So quickly let us look now in these verses, amen, what sort is God's word teaching us we need to be? 
What sort is God's word teaching us need to be? Quickly, let's go down through these uh, verses. He says in verse 1, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Well, of course, he wants us to be of the spiritual sort. Amen? We need, to, we need to be spiritual. We need to be discerning people. We need to walk close to God. Amen? And he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there. Amen? As none other has ever known, we want to walk with God. Amen? And we want to be, we want to be, be, be strong spiritually. We want to have a spiritual sensitivity. So we say, God, Amen. We don't want to be like these uh, Corinthians. They were the wrong sort. We want to be the right sort. Lord, help us to be a spiritual people in 2021. We'll go with these quickly. That takes a, he takes it a step further. In verse 2, I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it. Neither yet now are you able. You see, we, we, we want to be a growing sort. You see, uh, it's not, amen, you're saved. But now as babes in Christ, desire the spirit of the word that you may what? that you may grow thereby, but grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We, we, we become spiritual when we get saved, right? We become spiritual alive, so now we can be, become spiritual. But now, amen, but to, for that to happen, we don't just, again, need to just go through life, but we want to grow through life. You see, we ask the question, you know, you say, well, I've been in this church five years, 10 years, whatever. Well, that, 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 that's nice, but here's the question. You say you've been, you've been saved five years. Well, do you have five years experience of growing in the Lord Jesus Christ, or did you just get in a rut and you've just been doing the same thing for five years? That's the question. Do you continue to grow? Right? Are, 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 you, are, you, are you maturing? You see, the thing is, you know, Paul said, I'm not yet attained. Well, hey, hey, uh, the other day I celebrated 34 years. Hey, the question isn't, am I there yet? No. But am I at least heading in that direction? Am I making progress in that direction to be that sort? Amen? To be spiritual and to be continued to grow in the Lord Jesus Christ. So we want to be spiritual, but we want to grow. Verse 3. For ye are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying, strife, divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? He wants us to, he, did, he said, no, this isn't the sort you need to be. We need to be a unified sort. One of my favorite verses in a message I preached, Nehemiah chapter 8, where it says they met on the street as one man. That is how the church is supposed to operate. Doesn't matter whether we're a church of 50 or 500 or 5,000, we're supposed to operate in unity of the right unified sword as one man, one set of eyes, amen, looking unto Jesus, the author and of our faith, one mouth, amen, glorifying God and getting the gospel out, one set of hands reaching out into a lost and dying world, one set of feet that's willing to go where he'd have us to go and do what he'd have us to do, amen. That's the kind of church we want to be. We want to be the unified Sword. And I thank God, like he mentioned about his church. They said they weren't a big church, but we did. That's, that's a, and that's how we've tried to operate. It's about, always about the team. I'm not important. Amen. Hey, tell us, but you're not important. Man, I, I, got, a, I got a song leader upset one time in, in New York. I was coming through as a missionary and didn't really know anybody. And I got up and I said, I watch. I said, I'll just be honest with you. I'm sorry. Matter of fact, I'm just as sorry as this guy is right here. He didn't know he got, he got I, I don't know why it would that offend him. I said, I'm just, listen, you, you know, he must have thought something of himself. Amen. 
But amen, maybe he needed that that day. Hey, I need it. I need to tell, listen, I know I'm no good, amen, but together we do good, amen, as a unified body of Christ for the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we want, amen. Now, of course, we got to have a leader. Of course, decisions have to be made, but we want to move forward as the unified body of Christ, as the unified local church. That's the kind of church we want to be. We want to be the unified sort. Verse 4, for while one saith, I am of Paul, another I am Apollos, are ye not carnal? Go ahead in verses 5. Who then is Paul? Again, who, who is Apollos? But ministers by whom ye believe, even as the Lord gave to every man. Verse 6, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, there you go, nor he that watereth, amen, we're nothings, we're zeros with the ring knocked off, but God that gave it the increase. We want to be uh, of the faith sort. You see, so many believers get their eyes on men. But it says it's God that gave the increase. You listen, listen, you fo- notice that, God gave the increase. You see, if you'll focus on the sort, God will focus on the size. Amen. Let him take care of that stuff. You just focus on the type of the sort of missionary you want to be, the sort of Christian you want to be, uh, the sort of believer you want to be, the sort of church we want to be. We focus on the sort and we'll let God take care of the size. As long as we're doing what we're supposed to do, amen, then God will take care of uh, uh, the growth spiritually and numerically. We trust him with that. Amen. But let us be of the faith sort that we we put our faith not in man, but we put our faith in a faithful God. But it does say, I do want to make note, though, it does say Paul planted, Apollos watered, God gave the increase. So this does show we need each other. We need people that are waters. We need people that are planters. Again, that team effort. But it's God that gave the increase. So here's the thing. We need each other and together we need the Lord to give that increase. Listen, the God does the important work. He's the one that does the heavy lifting. Our faith, amen, must always be in him and never man. Verse 5, again, I mean, verse 8, it says, Now he that planteth again and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive, his. look at this, his own reward according to what? His own labor. So we want to be the active sort. You see, it takes an effort to be the right sort. These things don't happen automatically, amen? Every day we need to get up and, listen, uh, be in the Word and be in prayer and yield ourselves and surrender ourselves to the will of God, the Spirit of God, the Word of God, amen, the leadership of God in our life, right? We want to be of the, the active sort, our own labor. Now, listen, uh, we're, we're a team, but we all have our part in that team. We all must do our own labor within that team. So, listen, we all want to be, what, what, what I say it all the time, I don't believe anybody should be a church member, right? I don't believe anybody should be a church member. I believe everybody should be an active church member. That's what we, we don't teach people to be church members. We want to teach them to be active church members, and do their own labor for the Lord. That's the sort, amen, of, of people we want to have in our church. Because, listen, the, the, the acts of the apostle, God is a God on the move. God is an active God. And anybody in tune with God, anybody yielded to God, is going to be a person on the move. Why? They're moving. Why are they moving? Because God is moving in and through their lives. That's why they're moving. 
Because God's a God on the move, and they got in, amen, and now God is moving them. And so we want to be a people on the move and move as God leads us and guides us and directs us. We want to be of the active sort, right? I'm trying to, to, trying to hurry so we can beat that other crowd, amen, out to lunch, amen? Trying to hurry. Verse 6, again, uh, sorry, verse 9, for we, here we are. Here's the team. We are laborers together with God. You're God's husbandry. You are God's building. Now, you know, husbandry, that, that has to do with gardening and things. Amen. God gets out and he tills the land. Amen. You know he, he, what it's saying? You're the one God wants to work in. God wants to plow your field, amen, <laughs> right? We don't always like that, but like, God wants to work in you. That's what a husband does, right? He works, amen. He works that thing, and that's what God wants to do. God wants to work in you. God wants to build you. God wants to make you what you really ought to be, amen? He's still working on me to make me what I really ought to be, amen? And my wife's going, I wish she'd hurry up, amen? Right, <laughs> I wish, right, I, I know, we've only been married 37 years, I, Mercy, mercy, right? right? But listen, uh, God is doing that. He's working in you, amen? He's an active God in you and an active God through you. Listen, so we want to be a cooperative sort. You see, God's team. We have to be the right sort of Christian so we can be the right sort of team, church, so we, that we, again, that we can produce the right sort of results to the honor and praise of our beloved Lord. Notice again, it says, co-laborers, not co-competitors. That's where churches, that's where churches get problems when we get clicks and people start competing one another. That's where missionaries get in trouble on the mission field when missionaries start competing about one another. Again, we're, we're, we're not here to compete. We're, with one another, we're here to complete one another. And I realized that, hey, I met with a couple pastors the other day. And as I'm sitting there, I'm, not, I'm thinking I'm not here to compete with these guys. I'm here to help complete these guys so that we can be the community of believers God wants us to be and have an impact on this community. We want to be of the cooperative sort. We want to work together. Again, the team players. Notice next, verse 10. According to the grace of God, which is given to me as a wise master builder, I look at now notice what he says, I have laid the foundation and another built thereon. But here it is again, let every man take heed, notice this word, how he built it thereon. How he built it there. You see, we want to a, a, a we want to be a consciously aware sort. You see, we again we must be consciously aware of how we are doing things. But, you know, the Bible says walk circumspectly. What does that mean? That means being conscious of every step. Of course, we always use the illustration of the, the cat walking on the fence with a big dog on either side. Amen. He is watching every step he's taking. And we got to realize there's on either side of us. Listen, it doesn't matter if you fall in the right ditch or the left ditch. You're still in the ditch, right? On either side of us, there's places to get sidetracked. And so we want to be conscious of every step that it's in the will of God Amen. That it's moving us along. It's helping us to move others along. It's moving the church along. Amen. And God's getting the glory for it. Right? We want to be conscious aware. Notice it says this. You see, take heed how we build. Not just that we're building. Remember, activity does not equate productivity. Activity does not equate productivity. Just because somebody's out running around doesn't mean they're getting anything done. Right? We just don't want to uh, 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 be active. We want to 
produce. We want to produce. We want to be conscious how we build. So remember, I guess this is a good way to, to remember this as we serve the Lord. It's about the how factor, not the wow factor. Now, we want people, hey, we want to say, wow, look what God's doing. It's nice if you have a wow factor. But if, all, if, if your whole ministry is about just getting a wow factor, you're sidetracked. It's about you. You see, when people are always talking about uh, doing this and they, they get the guy that comes in and, you know, uh, jumps over the building in a single bound and all that stuff, you know, it's about the wow factor. Listen, I, 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 I don't want my wow to be my how. But by the grace of God, I want a how that as God moves, it produces a wow, but that's not my goal. That's just a side element of seeing God do great things in and through my life, great things in and through my home, great things in and through uh, the local church and the people that we care about. That's the sort. You see, again, it's about the how factor, not the wow factor. Verse 10, Paul says, I laid the foundation. You see, Paul laid. How did he do that? Well, of course, he, he gave them the gospel. But you see, he's the one that gave them the elementary doctrine and the first instruction as believers so they could build thereon. That's what we do. We give people the gospel. We lay that. Thank God for the person that led me, Lord. After he led me, Lord, he discipled me. He gave me elementary instruction. He gave me uh, elementary doctrine. And thank God uh, that uh, over the years we've tried to build on that. But he helped lay the foundation in my life. Verse 11, right there it is. For no other foundation, for other foundation can no man lay that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. We want to be of the Christ centered sort. It's all about Jesus, it's, it's all about Him. We want to brag on Him, we want to boast in Him, we want to glorify Him. Amen. We want to sing about him. We want to desire him. We want to thirst for him. Amen. We want always to be about Jesus Christ. Amen. It's always about him. We help, God, help me to be a Christ-centered Christian. Help us to be a Christ-centered church. Amen. And realize he's the found. He's the found. It all begins by laying the right sort of foundation. Isaiah 28, 16 says this. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone. Amen. One that's passed the test, a precious cornerstone. You see, if we'll yield to the precious cornerstone, then he'll build, amen, through us precious jewels, gold and silver, the precious stone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. Now, 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 now notice that word. He, Christ, is the, is, the, is the found. Notice that word found is in there. <laughs> foundation. He's the foundation. And since he's the foundation, everything we do, he should be found in it. Amen. What, what, what's the Bible say? Without him was not anything made that was made. Without him was not anything made that was made. So if God said, hey, I'm not going to make anything without him, what makes you think uh, that you can build your life without him? What makes you think you can build a home without him? What makes you think you can build a church without him? What makes us think we can build a nation without him? He's the foundation. And so if he's not found, amen, in everything that's done, then we go from foundation to contamination, amen? That's not what we want, amen? He's the foundation, so we want him to be found in everything. 
Notice the, again, now we come to verse 12. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, what gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble. You see, we want to, have, we want to be of the high standard sort. The high standard sort. You see, the right sort of building material. Hey, if we didn't learn anything else from the three little pigs, we learned it matters what material you build with, right? <laughs> we learned from the three little pigs, it matters what building material you build with. Because let me tell you, there's a Satan out there, there's a devil out there, there's a world out there, there's a system out there that would love to do nothing more than to huff and to puff and to blow your house down, to huff and to puff and blow this church down. But if we build, if we're the right sort of church, if we're the right sort of believers, if we're the right sort that God would have us to be, oh, you go ahead, Mr. Wolf. You go ahead, Mr. Satan. You go ahead, Mr. World. You go ahead, Mr. Flesh, and you huff and you puff all you want, amen, because we're the right sort. You cannot blow this house out. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. It's already been written, amen. So puff and puff to your heart's desire, amen, because we are built on the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, and we want that to be. Now, now think about this for a, a moment. I'm trying to hear you, but look at this. What do we have here? We have wood, hay, stubble. We have gold, silver, precious stones. I got thinking about that. I said, well, wood, hay, stubble, how do you get that? You, you plant wood, hay, stubble. So you get wood, hay, stubble by what? By working in the dirt, by working in the dirt. So the foundation of that is in the world. <laughs> the foundation of that is in the world. It's not in the proper foundation because you get those things by working in the dirt. How do you get gold, silver, and precious stones? You get that by what? Mining by removing the dirt. <laughs> you see, we're not supposed to be working in the dirt as Christians, Right? We're supposed to be removing the dirt. Amen? We're supposed to be letting God remove the dirt out of our lives. Remove the dirt out of uh, the church or whatever it is. Amen? And as he, as he mines, and remember, you got to go through a lot of dirt. Amen? Whew, he found a lot of dirt the day he found me. But thank God he kept digging. Thank God he kept removing the dirt. Amen? And I, I think, I think he, he was digging. He said, oh, I think I see a glimmer. There might be hope for this guy after all. Amen? Hey, maybe not everything that glitters is gold, but thank God he found a little bit there, hopefully. Amen? And a precious stone and silver. So, amen, we need to ask ourselves, well, how do I know if I'm going to have wood, hay, stubble, or gold, silver, precious stones? Well, ask yourself, are you working in the dirt, or are you focusing on removing the dirt? That'll tell you where you're headed. Verse 13, and what every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare. Boy, there's a day coming in there. There's a day coming. 2 Corinthians 5, 9. Wherefore we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. 2 Corinthians 5, 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that every one may receive the things done in his body according that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. See, verse 13. Again, what sort? Did it magnify and glorify the beloved Savior? Was it based on scriptural truth? Was it performed? What, what, what you're doing for God or what you did for God, was it performed and influenced by a pure heart, by a sanctified life? Amen. Was Jesus found in that work? Manifest. It says it'll be manifest. Here's the thing. He already knows. 
He already knows. It's not because he doesn't know. He knows it's just that this day it shows. Amen. Everybody's going to see it. He knows it's just that he has a day that it shows. Amen. And you're going to know and so is everybody else. So remember this. Man looks on the outward appearance. We know that. But, you know, say, well, you know, that, 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 that's the biggest, that's such a, that's such a cop-out. People use that sort of cop-out verb. Well, you know, man looks on the outward appearance and God looks on the heart. That's right. That's right. Man looks on the outward appearance. Right? And, of course, we don't get sidetracked by that. But the thing is, when man does look on the outward appearance, God wants to see something. God wants them to see something. God wants them to see a changed life. When man looks at you on the outward appearance, he wants to see a changed way of talking, a changed way of living, uh, amen, a life that glorifies God. Now, it's not about the outward appearance, but, it's, it, it, but what's on the outward in, outside should just be an overflow, amen, of what's on the inside. The, inside do, the outside doesn't do anything for the inside, but the inside ought to do something for the outside. You see, that day will reveal... If what man saw outwardly matches what God saw inwardly. Say that again. That day will determine if what man saw outwardly is the same of what God saw. But man, well, that's, that's a good brother right there. Yeah, 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 right. Okay, that's how he appears before man. But how is he appearing the same way before God? That word says try. That means to prove whether it's worthy or not, to put to the proof. Hebrews 6.10, for God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love. Thank God for that. Amen. He sees that. He sees that. Oh, I'm so glad. Uh, in Revelation, he's called the faithful witness. And boy, I, I remember when I, when I worked in Eastern Europe and I worked with many people that they were in prison for years, amen, for being a Christian. And I, I had good friends, uh, older pr people I worked with in Eastern Europe that were tortured, I mean tortured, beat, hung upside down and beat. And, and many times they were in that cell alone. And boy, how many, how many times I think, oh, when they were there, I didn't know. Others didn't know, but he knew. And he kept record of it all. He was the faithful witness. He saw it all. He keeps the record. He keeps the record of that cup of cold water you gave out in his name. He keeps record of those two mites that were given. He keeps record of that missions offering. He keeps record of that track handed out. He keeps record of that meal that was prepared. He keeps record of that visit that was made. He keeps record of that prayer that was lifted up, amen, on behalf of somebody else. He keeps the record. Thank God, amen. Thank God. And one day it will be revealed and when, thank God, when, when it goes through the fire, I, again, I always think about, uh, I always use that illustration where, where you know, the, the, the pizza's on that little conveyor belt, and we, we think we got a super-sized pizza, amen, but God runs it through the fire, and we're lucky if we have a personal-sized pizza when it's left, amen. I hope so. I hope it's at least a medium, amen. Maybe it won't come out large, but I hope it at least comes out a, a medium size, amen, when God puts it through the fire, but he's keeping record, and that's the good thing. But let's listen. Again, again, let's just not focus on that. Remember, our job is not to keep the scores, to play the game. And let's play the game the way we're supposed to. Let's be the sort of game player that we're supposed to be. As we finish up, verse 14. If any man's work abide which he has built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. Amen. Thank God for that. Second uh, John 8 says this. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought but that we see, receive a full reward. 
Oh, man. Hey, I, I just want to see, receive some kind of reward, but boy, it'd be nice to receive a full reward, amen. Knowing that, that to the best of our ability, everything we, we've done, amen, he was found in it. Again, again, I, I, I repeat it. They, now, this, this, this goes exactly with what I said the other day. Everybody says, "'Tis only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last." No, this, this shows us exactly, that's not the way we say it, right? "'Tis only one life will soon be passed. Only what Christ does through you. Not what you do for Christ. What Christ does through you will last. He's the one that produces the eternal thing. You see, what we do, oh, wood, hey, stubble. But what he does, gold, silver, precious stones. Amen. We want him to do it. And that way, amen, if he does it fully, then we'll get a full reward. But a one day we're going to be tried and we'll finish up with verse 15. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But thank God that no matter what happens when we get there, no matter what happens when we get there, thank God for the second half of verse 15. But he himself shall be saved. Yet so is by fire. Well, that, I didn't, that pizza didn't come out as big as I thought it was too on the other side. Oh, but thank God, amen. Thank God that no matter what else comes out on the other side for that, thank God will still come out on the other side. You see, because here's the thing. We can lose the work that we have done, but we don't have to worry about losing the work he has done. Amen. Hey, we might lose the work we have done, but thank God that no matter what happens, we can't lose the work that he has done, and he did it all. Another said, you see, and the reason for that is because this is the judgment seat. And salvation, this is what people don't understand, salvation is not found at the judgment seat, it's found at the mercy seat. <laughs> that's why I don't have to fear when I go to the judgment seat because that's not where I got my salvation. I got my salvation at the mercy seat. So I don't have to worry about what happens at the judgment seat, even though, amen, I wanted to glorify him. Because we need to remember this. We are not being judged for our position in the family, right? That's secure. Our position in the family is secure. So we're not being judged for our position in the family. We're being judged for our performance in the family. That's what matters. Our position in the family is secure. But listen, what we can affect is our performance in the family and that we're doing it to glorify him. So as we finish up here, again, I say this. What sort you are is especially important. So I ask you, what sort are you this morning? What sort are we? Let us ask ourselves that this morning, and are we the sort that God would have us to be? But again, no other foundation be laid than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. It all begins with laying the foundation of Jesus Christ. Listen, friends, if you're here this morning or you're listening in, do you know that the foundation is laid? You can't start building till the foundation has been laid. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? And then if you are saved, amen, are you of the spiritual sort? Are you of the growing sort? Amen. Are, are you of, the, are you of the, 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 the faith sort? Amen. Are you of the Christ-centered sort? You know what's going on in your heart. You know if what people are seeing on the outside is matching with what God is seeing on the inside. And boy, if you see something a little off or something, amen, let's get that corrected this morning. Let's pray.